Hello, this is Reverend Erechehim. I'm glad to come to you through this medium. As you listen to the word of God today, I pray that you will be impacted, your life will be transformed, and you experience God. Kingdom blessings. Psalm, Psalm 18. Psalm 18, we are reading a couple of verses of scripture, and then we will see how far the Lord will take us. Psalm 18, let's read from verse 28 through 30. Let's go to verse 30. Can you please stand for the reading of God's word if you are able? I like to stand for the reading of God's word if you are able, please. Let's stand for the reading of God's word. Um, Media, are you able to, I'm going to read this in the New King James, but are you able to give it to me in NIV after I've done this? Is it possible? If it is possible, just put it on there when we are done with this. And it says that, for you will light my lamp. The Lord, my God, will enlighten my darkness. For by you, I can run against a troop. By my God, I can leap over a wall. As for God, his way is perfect. The way of the Lord is proving. He is a shield to all who trust in him. Let's see if we can get it in the New International Version. You, Lord, keep my lamp burning. My God turns my darkness into light. With your help, I can advance against a troop. Somebody say, God is my helper. Look at your neighbor and say, God is my helper. If they didn't smile at you, it means they've been gossiping about you. So look at somebody else and say, God is my helper. With your help, I can advance against a troop. Hallelujah. And we are going to make sense of this in a little bit. He said, with your help. In other words, David is saying that if it had not been you who helped me, has God helped anybody here? Hallelujah. You, 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 you went through life, you are somewhere, and if you look back, and you'll be honest and very truthful to yourself, you know that somebody helped you. He said, against a troop, with my God, I can scale a wall. Let's keep going. Verse 30. As for God, his way is perfect. The Lord's word is flawless. He shields all who take refuge in him. Father, we thank you for this morning. I stand on this great pulpit, on this great stage. I don't have a word for your people except that you speak through me. I am asking that God help me to help somebody. Articulate divinity in the hearts of humanity this morning. We have come from different walks of life with different burdens and different problems. We are, you are an amazing God. You are the God that speaks one word and yet ministers to people at different stages in life. It's my prayer this morning that anyone and everyone under the sound of my voice will not leave the same way they came, whether they are in person or online. Touch somebody's life with your word. Bible says, Jesus Christ said to his disciples, he said, because of the words you have heard, you are delivered. May someone be delivered this morning in Jesus' mighty name. Somebody shout amen. amen. On your way down, say, by God, by God I, can. I can. Say like a believer, by God, by God I, can. I can. Oh, say like you mean it, by God. I can. I can. Look at somebody you don't particularly like and say, by God. You see how fast some people tend to look at somebody. 
This morning, I want to speak briefly on the subject, by God, I can. Can we please be seated? <laughs> I was looking at a particular lady here, the way she turned quickly to me. It's like she's been wanting to say this to the person for a long time. She has opportunity. I am not ashamed, ladies and gentlemen, to proclaim that the favor of God is upon this church. Someone didn't hear me. God's favor is upon his people and upon this house that gather here every Sunday. See, the older I get, the bolder I get. I don't know. I think it, it has to do with, with, with the gray. When your hair begins to get gray, it's like you really don't care anymore. I don't know, but <laughs> I don't have time to waste anymore. I don't know about you, but, uh, you know, so what I'm saying is that when the favor of God is on you, you need to recognize that. You need to recognize that. And I know somebody is probably asking, where is he going with this? Stay with me. You need to recognize that not to make you proud, but so you can give him glory. You understand what I'm saying? This is very critical. I'm, I'm maybe saying very, something very simplistic to your hearing, but when you consider it carefully, you would realize that I'm giving you some very deep nuggets this morning. Because if you understand that you are where you are because someone favored you, then you can have no reason to be arrogant or be proud about anything you have but in all your dealings, you will be careful to give that person the praise because you know you did not come this far by your strength. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So it's important and it's imperative that you realize that there is favor upon your life and the favor upon your life is what causes men to do for you what they have done for you without even knowing why they are doing it. Because if there is anything you need to know about favor, favor is not fair. We'll get there. When he favors you, you stand out. That is why you remember Joseph's coat that his father made for him. Bible says it was made of many colors. Am I at open heavens? Okay. It was made of, and you see, if somebody walks in here with rainbow colors of a dress, everybody will recognize it. Right? Okay, so favor makes you recognizable. Okay. There are people that you need to stop apologizing for the blessings upon your life. Why? Because people don't know how long you tithed or how long you sowed. Or how long you, you, you served for God to... There are some of you even sitting here under the sound of my voice. You are enjoying the benefits of the prayers of your mother or father or your grandma who is no longer here. It is benefits of transgenerational blessings coming upon you. I'm saying this to say that there are some of you here, maybe you have sold, you have tithed, you have given, you've done this and done that, and you are not seeing the result. Listen to me. God remembers even if you don't reap the harvest, 
of what you have sown, I know your children and your grandchildren will reap it one day because God doesn't forget a thing. You say, brother, what is the point? Psalm 18. It's a very interesting psalm. And David is telling us how he went from surviving to thriving as an ordinary shepherd boy. Listen, look back over your life right now. And if you will be very, very truthful, you would realize you have every cause to be thankful. Hello, somebody. There are some of you here, you didn't think you would make it through. But you made it through. There are some of you here, hey, your testimony is your presence. You don't even have to share anything. Just showing up is a testimony that God has been good to you. Am I talking to somebody? Just, just show up. I mean, some of you, you don't have to do anything. Just, just show up. And your presence testifies that God is good. Look at your neighbor and say to them, I'm still here. Let me ask you, isn't God faithful? If you don't know that by now, you are in trouble. See, some of us, we should be ashamed that we didn't trust God more. I'm building a case, so stay with me. See, this is, to some of you, this will mess you up. But this is one of the greatest psalms of David. I know you love Psalm 23 and all of those ones, but <laughs> as a matter of fact, this is not the first time that this song is being sung. By the way, Psalms, it's a song, right? Anyway, knock your head like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Especially those men that are, you know, checking out a lady in church to ask her out. When I say anything, just knock your head like you know. Yes. Because you are checking them, they are watching you. Alright? But the, the Psalms were just songs that were written to be sung. And so, some of the headings you see, it says that it was written by David to the chief musician, or to the sons of Asaph, or to Asaph. They were Psalms that were, so, so I want you to think about this, right, as we look at this thing, that this was a song that was written by David. And giving to the chief musician to be sung on his behalf. We get that. Okay. But the first time that this psalm was written was in 2 Samuel chapter number 22. Media can help me out. Let's go to 2 Samuel chapter 22. Um, let's read from verse 1 through 3. And then we'll jump to verse 30. And then we'll start preaching. Then David spoke to the Lord the words of this song. On the day when the Lord had delivered him from the hand of all his enemies. Now pay attention to that. David wrote this song on the day that the Lord had delivered him from all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. Let's keep going. And he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my strength and my refuge, my savior, you save me from violence. For by you I can run against a troop, by my God I can leap over a wall. Verse 18, chapter 18 of the psalm, right? Okay, let's go to verse number 30 of the same chapter. 
For by you I can run against a troop. By my God I can leap over a wall. So this psalm is being repeated, but it was actually originally sung by David in 2 Samuel chapter 22. Are we okay? And the Bible tells us that this psalm was written after David has been delivered from all his enemies. Okay. When you go to chapter 23, Mr. Kwesiche, you realize that Bible tells us that this is the last psalm that David wrote. Stay with me. David wrote more than two-thirds of the psalms. And theologians and historians are telling us this is the last psalm that David wrote before he died. Somebody say, by God I can. And when David was dying, Bible says that he was full of days. This is a very common phrase in, in Bible days. They say such and such a person died and he was full of days. Such and such. What does the phrase full of days really mean? It means that his days were having full days. It wasn't just getting by. It wasn't just getting through things. He was having full days days. What does that really mean full days? Don't worry, I did the research for you. It means that he, his life was full of friends and full of enemies. His life was full of good days and full of bad days. Full of love and full of hate and full of glory and full of, of messes. Full of palaces and full of caves. Full of love, full of hate, full of miracles, full of messes, full of the goodness of God, full of the messes of the enemy. He went through it all. There are some of you living here, all you want is the blessings. But listen, if you only see the blessings of God, you will never see the hand of God in your life. But David is coming to the end of his life. And I'll contextualize it in a minute. And I'm thinking, you know, man of God, historians tell us that David was old, over 70 years. He's probably sitting in bed, wrapping up life. And he calls the scribes. He says, somebody got me a pen and a paper. I need to write something down. This is the man's final song. This is the man's final words to humanity. A man of God, from Modesto, David writes, and I believe with all my heart that he knew, he knew, he knew that one day we'll be talking about him. That one day, We'll be talking about his songs. That one day we'll be talking about his exploits. What a wonderful statement David was. What a wonderful songwriter David was. That David was a man after God's own heart. What a wonderful, uh, um, great warrior David. He knew, but David said, before I pass on to glory, let me set the records straight. Anybody watch the movie, Angels and Demons? You watch it, anybody? Apart from one person. Do you watch movies? If you haven't seen it, you should. It's an old classic. 
this archaeologist, there's a problem in the church, the Catholic church, and he's invited to Rome to come and figure it out with the Illuminati and all kinds of things, come and figure out what the issues was. And I can't, I don't have time, so I'm not going to go into the details. If I do it, I'll spoil the movie for you, so you go find it and watch it. Right? I'm good like that. But, <laughs> but, but this is what is interesting. He's wrapped up, he's, you know, unraveled everything that is happening and they figured it out and he's leaving to go back to the United States. And he says to the cardinals, one of the chief cardinals who apparently seems to have been the good guy, the perfect guy, had no blemish. And as he was saying goodbye to him, the chief cardinal said to him, you are going to America. If you write about us, in other words, the church, and he said, if you write about us, then he first said, no, when you write about us, because I know you will write about us. He said, but when you write about us, be gentle, because all men are flawed. David says, let me set a record straight. Because somebody is going to remember David and all they will talk about is David and Bathsheba and David killing Uriah and David doing this. But I want to set the record straight. David is dying. Not the last man, months of his days. Not the last years. The last moment. He's having his final breath. You know, and his feet were cold. My Bible tells me that he was so cold, they brought in a young girl to warm David up. I will leave you to your imaginations. When a mad spirit was tormenting Saul, they brought in a psalmist to sing. When David needed help, they brought in a woman. You are too spiritual for my liking. <laughs> but you know, my Bible tells me that when they put the woman in David's bed and they woke up in the morning and they realized David had not touched the woman, they, this is your Bible, they had a meeting and said, let's plan the king's funeral. He's dying. I'm going to David. Let's plant. And he died for real. <laughs> but I want to. But, but David, are you, are you still with me? But David is giving us his last song. And he sits in the bed. And as he's dying, he takes pen to patches and he writes and he tells humanity and that is the first point I want to live with you he said he brought me through did you hear that David said I don't want you to go about thinking David was a great man that David was a mighty warrior that David does this what I want you to know is that it was God who brought me through it. It was God who favored me. I couldn't have done it if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side. I want generations that will come after me to know that this is the last time I wrote for them to know that I was helped by a divine hand. 
David said, he is my helper. He helped me. There may be a businessman here. You think you have made it because of your business acumen. Somebody is helping you. There's an invisible divine hand behind the scenes that is pushing the deals for you. That is pushing people to come to you. There is a seller here. It is God who is directing people to your store when everybody is selling what you are selling. But you can't sell. Somebody must understand today. I am a I am Pentecostal, so bear with me. I am a champ. I am a champ. and the mountains. He brought me through. 
One of my favorite singers is going to be with the Lord, Andre Krauss. He wrote one of my, my all-time favorite songs. He said, through it all, through it all, I've learned to trust in Jesus. I've learned to trust in God. Through it all. and gentlemen, do you realize this is the testimony of a dying man? Through it all. Through, through it, all, it all. I've learned to trust in Jesus. Oh, I've learned to trust in God. Oh, through, through it all. I don't know about you, but I came to tell somebody that through it all, through my messes, through my failures, through my success, through my victories, I've learned to depend on Him. Sing through it all. Through it all. Oh. Through it all. Softly, I, I, I'm not a singer, so I, I will read the song entirely for you. He said, I have had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been times I didn't know right from wrong. Anybody can testify to that. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials came only to make me strong. I have been to a lot of places. I have seen millions of faces, but there were times that I felt I was all alone. But in my lonely hour, yet those precious lonely hours, Jesus let me know that I was his own. That is the reason I say, through it all. I thank God for the mountains and I thank him for the valleys and I thank him for the storms he brought me through for if I had never had a problem I would never know God could solve them I'd never know what faith in his word could do that is the reason I say through it all through it all through it all I to trust David's testimony. What is yours? Through it all. Through it all. I've learned to upon his word. You see, he said, God has got me 
through some things and, and when I look through and I look through my life I couldn't help but look at the ups and the downs the victories and the storms and the defeat the terrible things and the things and I can say to you today that he got me through it it didn't kill me it didn't destroy me I got through it we all should take a moment, put our hands together, clap for Jesus, give God some praise because you know there are some things He brought you through. He brought you through it. He brought you through it. Through the 
brought me through my personal failures. Did you read the text? He said he brought me through all my enemies. Can you reflect on the day of your storm? There are some of you here, a business failed. You never thought you would get up again. Never thought you would pull through. But look at you. Look at you. Look at you. Don't get it twisted. You are not that smart. You are not that intelligent. You are not that amazing. You know yourself that you are not that great. Somewhere, somehow, he brought you through and kept the thing going for you. So people look at you and they think you are a business, great, and amazing businessman. But if you look at yourself, you know somebody is being helping you. Am I doing all right this morning? And David said, I know you've been talking about the darling boy of Israel. I've been to Israel before. And they cherish him. They call him the darling boy of Israel. The sweet psalmist of Israel. And David said, let me set the record straight. He brought me through. he says you know the second point is that he didn't just bring me through he brought me over because man of God you can get through something and not get over it there are people who have gotten through a divorce but never got over it anytime they see their ex they are angry there are people who get through a situation in a marriage maybe there's infidelity and they get through it but the woman never gets over it. So anytime there is an issue, she brings it up. No, you got through it, but you never got over it. God sent me to tell you, he's not only going to bring you through it, he's going to get you over it. Somebody say, I'm getting over it, I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it, I'm getting over it. I'm getting over it, I'm getting over it. God is not only bringing you through, he's bringing you up.
because he has putting it in a sea of forgetfulness, never to remember it again. I read the Bible, and my Bible says that he has removed our sins from us, even as the east is from the west. That is how far he has removed. I'm not a geographer, but I did a little bit of research. There is a north pole, and there's a south pole. When you go north, and you keep going north, you will meet a south pole. Just keep going north. You are the north pole, keep going north. You meet the south pole. But there is no east pole, there is no west pole. So when you are going east, you keep going east, you will forever go east, you will never come west. He said, that is how far I have removed your sins. You will never meet it again. It is covered by the blood. What I'm saying to somebody is that, put it behind you and keep on keeping on. Just go on. You have gotten through it. Now get over it. He said, he got me over a wall. Do you know what walls do? Walls are to seclude us. To put us in isolation. To put us in a place where we cannot go in or come out. And he says, when I got there, God just lifted me up and threw me over the wall. Come on, somebody. It may not look like it, but I came to prophesy with my eyes open, he will get you over it. I said he will get you over it. Do you believe the God of open heaven's temple? If you believe in him, I want you to shout, yes! You are getting over it. service. Please take your seats. Take your seat. See, I want you to know that David was saying all of this because he remembers. He remembers. See, every year when I come here, I always make sure that I will leave you with this note. I do it intentionally because humanity and Chani Riffi we are very forgetful. We are very, very forgetful. Think about it. When they were leaving Egypt, going to the promised land, he said to them, when you get there, you make sure, when you eat and you are full, do not forget the Lord who brought you out of Egypt when you never had enough to a place of more than enough. Don't you ever forget. Guess what they did? After all that warning, Bible says a generation rose up that did not know the God of Moses and Joshua. They you ever forget. David said, I don't want you to forget that God brought me through. That God took me over the wall. He said, this is my final song to humanity. He said, forget about Psalm 23, that the Lord is my shepherd. Forget about Psalm 34, that oh, come and, and, and magnify the Lord with me. He said, forget all of that. I want you to remember this. As I die, as I take my last breath, I want all of you to know it was God. Please give me the same text, Psalm 18, but give me verse 16 through 18. Let me wrap up. Wrap up. 
okay this morning. Look at somebody and say, he brought me through. Okay, now do me a favor. Look at yourself and tell yourself, he brought me through. Do you believe it? Listen, he said, he sent from above. He took me. some water or many waters. I wish I had time. He brought me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They are strong for you, but they are never strong for God. Because what is impossible to man is what he is the impossibility possible. He specializes in impossibilities. What is it that man said cannot be? I came to announce you that God said it can be. Whose report are you going to? I don't know, but I believe the report of the Lord. And he said this. He delivered from, for they, they confronted me in the day of my calamity. You know how humanity does it? Because it's when you are down that they kick you. And when they want to gossip, they say, oh, no, you know what is going on with Bradford? So let's pray for him. Oh, I don't know what has happened. <laughs> oh, you haven't heard. They just he said, he said, he said, they confronted me in the day of my calamity. Why didn't they confront me? Why didn't they confront me when it wasn't a day of calamity? Because the day of calamity, they know you are weak, and that is when they mess with you. And he said, But, but somebody say, But come on, say, But he said, But it wasn't Job, it wasn't Abner. It wasn't Abiata. It was God who supported me. Oh, yeah, my oh, yeah, back to the text. Let me wrap up. Let's go to verse 17. 18, 9. No, no, go back. Yes. No, verse 17 is fine. He delivered me. This is 19. Let's go back. He delivered me from my strong enemy, from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. Let's keep going. Verse 18. He delivered, he, they confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. Somebody say, by God. I can. By God. 